Hello guys, welcome back again to Robbie's Project. This is our episode 2, Racing with a Purpose with Oreo Puncha. Again, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. This is our uh, second episode or episode two. Hindi ko alam kung dapat tawag eh. It's either part two or alam ko sa pelikula episode two. Kaya episode two of Racing with a Purpose. Um, <laughs> okay. I know. May fans ako dito sa gilid. <laughs> so first, um, last uh, discussion that we had, no? Um, we talk about yung yung importance ng six elements ng triathlon and and how did you start the sport in the sport itself and sa sa buhay mo no kung saan ka nanggaling stuff like that but, but this time around so yung follow up question ko with regards to that is that um ano sa tingin mo na pag-usapan natin yung kung paano maiwasan yung injury ano yung mga essential pero ano pa sa tingin mo yung other skill na kailangan ng isang triathlete kapag nagsisimula sila or siguro mga amateur na nagta-triathlon na sila pero ano sa tingin mo yung iba pang mga essential uh, skill na kailangan na matutunan? I think yung ano aside from doon sa another three sa swim, bike, run na uh, aside from the three na sleep, mobility at nutrition I think mm-hmm. yung idadagdag ko doon is listening skill Wow, that's Kasi good. Kasi para sa akin, ang salitang listening skill, yun yung minsang mahirap or take for granted ng mga experience na triathlete na o kaya yung mga naka-first try nila or second. Kasi I've realized and I've experienced na, like for example, nung nangyari sa akin dati, nung siguro mga first, second, or third na triathlon ko, I really love listening to stories, and then yung mga yung mga feedback ng ibang tao but at the same time yung nakikinig din ako ng mga podcasts and then mga stories behind the the skills of other people and how they encounter how they victoriously victoriously finish yung mga race sabi ko ah okay ito pa lang dapat kong gawin ito pa lang kailangan kong kunin sa mga susunod na race ko or mga training kasi ang pangit kasi doon sa ibang mga triathlete is they stop learning, they stop listening to people na pwede silang makakuha pa ng ibang mga technique, skills, at knowledge. Mm-hmm. yun lang. Yeah, and yeah, to, to piggyback on that, Oreo, no, um, active listening is really necessary, no? And um, other, additional to that listening is that listen to your body, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct, parang, I agree. Yeah, minsan parang gusto pa nating i-push pero alam mo na yung, yung your body suffers suffered already from the heat training that you had from the from the brick training that you had so mahirap mag-recover eventually right um additional i guess um in terms of uh uh, listening is that yeah you listen to your coach you listen to advices from from your physio definitely kapag may nagre-recover ka pa sa injury um, also ako, ako na develop kong skill um sa pag nagre-race ako yung bago magkarera kailangan nagwa-washroom muna ako <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> syempre dapat talaga 
Ako yun, when ang di ko pwedeng dapat makalimutan, it's either the day before or the day itself. Uh, ako, man, before the race, kaso mahaba na ang pila niyan. Siguro mm. pipila ka ng mga 30 minutes sa papuntang uh, portalet. Pero but that's a skill, right? You you develop that along the training. Um, and you're really lucky if na-develop mo yung, yung ganong habit, no? Ito, no, no, yun. Ako, ako, ako si bro, speaking of the washroom, ano, kasi lalo na pag mga long distance races, lalo na yung mga, full, mga 70.3 full IM onwards, ang nangyayari kasi, lagi ako may backup na suppository. Oh, really? Totoo, honestly. Kasi, minsan, mahirap magpupu um, the, the day before or morning, early morning kapag kagising mo. Sabi ko, pag ako... Kapag the day before, wala pa din, ah, okay. Kailangan ko na ng alternative. Just in case. Pero hindi ko man sinasabi na dapat gawin lagi yun. Just in case lang naman. Mm-hmm. So ako naman, ang ginagawa ko dyan para ma-master ko yung skill na yan, no? um, during the training days pa lang, uh, hindi na hindi sa pinipilit no i am trying to intake my mm-hmm. my fiber mostly sa gabi. So ang kinakain ko beetroot yung mm-hmm. yep, yung beet. I like it. Oh, bombo. Kinakain ko yung pinapapako. Tapos sa umaga talagang suabe, sarap na pakiramdam. Mm-hmm. Success. So anyways, um so I know we build up already. Nag-build up tayo starting from yung small distances mo, then nag-build up ka kung paano ka nag-race ng mga long dis- long distances races mo. Pero you know, yung mga audiences natin, no, they're really curious. Bakit ka na-involved sa ultra races, sa ultraman? Um, ano yung nag-trigger sa'yo? And, and uh, pa- ba't ka nag-decide to race ultramar- uh, ult- ultraman? To tell you honestly, when I finished my 70.3 Ironman, so tinanong ko yung mga friends ko, what's next after 70.3? Then, sinabi nila, merong full Ironman. Ah, okay. So, when I did a full Ironman, so I said to myself, okay, what's next after full Ironman? Kasi I really love challenges eh. For me to know, ano pa ba ang kaya ng katawan ko beyond my limitation or something. So, when I saw doon sa online about ultra ultra something, ultra triathlon, so nakita ko yung Ultraman. And then, when I saw the Ultraman, especially their requirements and qualifications, una, sabi daw is, dapat meron kang, uh, it's either registered ka sa mga long-distance races or uh, nakatapos ka na ng long-distance race. Pangalawa is, um, how you influence the community or meron ka ba mga charity works na ginagawa, mga ganun. So, nung chinek ko yung sarili ko, ah, okay mag magkakaroon pa pala magkakaroon naka-register pala ako sa full ironman South Africa that will be my first full ironman so baka pwede and then i already completed a lot of 70.3 na during that time so ayun naghintay ako ng couple of months and then natanggap nila yung application ko especially when they saw that how i influence other people yung mga charity works or something kasi para bang ang ini-aim nila is makatapos ka while influencing many people or while influencing a community, certain communities, mga ganun. So sabi I, ko, 
Tapos bro, alam mo ba, to tell you honestly, before hmm. that, nagtry ako ng ano rin, ng mga, ng mga tawag dito, yung uh, 8km swim, 10km swim, kaya naman wow. nila, kahit papano. And then at the same time, nagtatry na mag, mag-run ng more than 42 kilometers prior to my iron, prior to my Ultraman races. Kaya, wow. ayun, para bang alam mo, sa totoo lang, gusto ko lang i-share experience ko when I did the Ultraman. Nung nandoon ako sa, during the first, yung sa bike course na, ang, hir- ang hirap kasi mentally talagang drain na. na, tortured ka na. Tapos, lalo na kapag naka 100 plus kilometers ka na, sabi ko sa sabi ko, grabe bro, totoo lang. Sabi ko nga, sana pa, magpapawas na nga lang ako sa 70.3. Sabi ko, sabi ko, tapos, natapos ko naman yung ano, yung stage 1. Ah, okay, sabi ko, meron pa kinabukasan, meron pang 200 plus kilometers. Ayun na naman, nung nasa 100 kilometers, excited ka na, di ba? Yung mga nasa 100 kilometers ka na, ayun yes. na talaga, magpapokus na talaga ako sa 70. <laughs> Ganun din sa run. Imagine mo, more than 10 hours ka na nag-run. Sabi ko, sa 70.3, ilan na natapos ko na, na run yun. <laughs> Alam mo ba? Nung natapos ko na siya, edi natut- actually, ano, very, ano yun, Naka-program ako noong naka-program ako sa Ultraman. What I mean yung naka-program ako is may certain pace lang akong hinihit or tina-target. Kasi ang goal ko lang is to finish the race. Kasi di ba yung first day nagkaroon ako ng bike accident? Hindi ko yes, na- yes. I remember hindi, that. Hindi ko akalain. Nung bumagsak ako doon sa lupa, sabi ko, ayoko na, parang ayoko na. Kaya lang, <laughs> maraming nakasubaybay pala sa akin. I know, I know. And I if I will finish this, sabi ko, I will bring pride sa country ko at sa mga sa UAE at sa mga taong sinusuportahan ko. Tapos pag nandulo, yun yung nakapag-motivate sa akin para matapos. Imaginein mo bro, hindi ako maka-aero position ng ano, na ang um, noong remaining ko pa is 80 kilometers. Wow. Pero sabi ko, is hindi, kakayanin ko to. So in the end, nung natapos king Ultraman, ma- nat- nagulat yung mga, na- mga fellow athlete ko kasi malakas pa ako after that. Kaya ko pa siguro mag-pull Ironman after nun. But to tell you honestly, oo, kaya ko pa mag-pull Ironman. Wow. Kasi kinabukasan, naggala pa kami sa sa Universal Studios, nagliwaliw pa kami ng friend ko. No? So sabi ko, ah, kaya pala. Doon ko na-realize na, ah, okay, I think designed ako para sa mga ultras. Long distances. Sa mga long distances. Exciting at na, I want more after pa nun. I know. And and going back no, ang dami mong napakagandang messages na nabanggit doon kanina sa sa kwento mo about your your journey to Ultraman. Doon natatawa tayo. Alam mo ba ako natatawa? Kasi natatawa ako tol kasi kahit short distances lang yung ginagawa ko sa swimming pa lang naiisip ko nang mag-quit. Eh. Naiisip ko nang mag-quit kaagad. So anyways, so unang-una, mabalik tayo. I have three pointers here no. So After finishing your uh, uh, debut on South Africa Full Ironman, you you know 
you wanted to push more, di ba? So yeah. I wanted to to deliver this to our audience, no? Sana ma, makuha nila yung message itself, no? Kasi yung tao, kasi pre, the way I understand yung yung brain natin, wala talaga tayong contentment, eh, no? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> if, if we feel na kaya, na kaya pa talaga natin, especially like this, no? Endurance sports, we... Uh, endurance athletes we really push beyond our limits and for for us nga wala tayong limitations eh basta kaya, kaya ng iba uh, map, map, napaghahandaan natin yan napagpa-practice mm-hmm. natin yan di ba so yeah. that's one thing no so ibig sabi gusto ko lang iparating sa mga uh, audiences natin na kung ano man yung mga sa tingin nila yan na yung boundary nila there's no boundary guys just step back look at the situation and then move forward di ba mm. banat lang ng banat second is that um, kung paano mo in-overcome yung mental challenges habang nag-race ka imagine that that's the challenge man ang um, sabi ko nga sa mga friends ko before kami mag-start ng race sabi ko 99% it's a mental battle. Yun lang, sa race pa lang. Nasa start line ka pa lang bago pumutok yung barel, bago, magpa, bago mag-start, bago mag-go. Yung hindi mo na alam kung ano yung nasa isip mo, no? You have to calm yourself, you have to relax, you have to... Ang dami mong ginagawa, you have to meditate siguro, just, just to calm yourself bago mag-race. And pangatlong point is that... Um, yun, yung, yun yung isang hugot na nakuha ko sa'yo sa kwento mo, Oreo, during that time na nagkakaroon ka na ng uh, you know, doubt sa sarili mo during the itutuloy ko pa ba, even after your bike crash nung, nung nag-race ka, is that sabi mo, oy, ang dami palang nanonood sa akin at that time, marami nakasubaybay. So, remember those who are watching. So, hindi man related sa uh, sa triathlon no even sa family if you're kung kunyari ikaw yung breadwinner and ikaw yung nagsusuport sa family mo and gusto mo na talaga mag-give up uh, because of you know pagod ka na stress ka na again dig deep guys dig deep and remember who are watching diba so, uh, sino yung nakatingin sa iyo at sa at saka bro gusto ko idagdag ano <laughs> funny kasi Go. kasi nung Nung nag-bike crash ako, yung nauna sa akin, na-accidente din. Nagkaroon siya, oh. ng, nagkaroon siya ng broken ribs, tapos nagkaroon ng clavicular fracture siya. And then, wow. dinirasyon na siya sa hospital. Kung ako pala, nagkaroon ng ganun, wala akong pang hospital <laughs> Kasi, <laughs> kaya ang advice ko, if you're going to race sa iba't ibang bansa or sa ibang country, importante na meron kang ano um health insurance or travel insurance like for example after nung nagrace ako nung Ultraman Florida every countries na pinupuntahan ko para magrace may kumukuha ako ng travel insurance or health insurance oh makes sense no um especially tama i i totally agree no um i'm not sure sa ibang races kasi dito sa amin sa sa Canada uh may di ba may co- may healthcare coverage kami yes. kung mag-race kami within Canada usually yung Ironman races kinukuha yung 
details namin ng health card namin. Mm-hmm. Uh, ini-input ini nila. Siguro magagamit yon just in case uh, may mga emergencies. Correct. But then again, yeah, it's st- I highly suggest and it's it's a must mm-hmm. na really necessary talaga yung, yung travel insurance and even yung insurance mismo during the race. Kasi dito, yeah. nire-require nila yung insurance mo before before you yes, race. Correct, correct. Dito rin kasi bro sa Abu Dhabi, kami rin dito sa UAE, mga local races namin, meron kami kasi covered naman insurance namin. Pero like for example, nung nag-race ako ng Altriman, uh, kasama na rin sa bayad namin yung accident insurance eh. So, it's just make sure lang na yung kukunin na insurance is meron doong mga sports accident uh, covered, covered siya ng ganun. Kasi importante, kasi we never know. Like for example, yung ilang, meron na akong ilang friends na nag-race nung etong sa France lang, Ultraman World Championship 2019. One of my friends talaga na nagkaroon siya ng accident doon sa bike course. Na-hospital siya. The good thing, meron siya insurance na covered. Yung iba naman ay hindi na. So, wow. I know. So, nabanggit mo yung Altriman. So, that's a good transition, no? Kasi, actually, yun yung next sa bullet point ko, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing to see your announcement last year, no, noong 2019, na after back-to-back full Ironman, magkakaroon ko pa ng extreme triathlon. <laughs> which, which is, I don't know, man, kung talagang pushing beyond the limits na yun or whatsoever. But it's, it's it's the courage, right? That's that's in, that in, inspire me, no? Uh, hindi lang siguro ako, but yung iba mga uh, subscriber mo rin. Um, yeah, so can you go back? Can you tell us and, and let's go back to um, what made you decide to do a back-to-back um, full Ironman then do the the Ultraman or the Extreme hmm. Triathlon? Actually, bro, sa pera yun. <laughs> <laughs> Pati na tayo na sa pera. Kasi ngayon, um, full Ironman ako ng France. Meron akong goal para doon sa Ultraman Frankfurt. Ay, ah, sorry. Ironman Frankfurt, rather. So, ang mm-hmm. nangyari, yung isang sponsor ko, ang sabi sa akin na, okay, merong, alt, merong Ultraman dyan sa France. So, after, kasi kasama ko siya eh, nung pumunta kami sa France eh. Sabi niya, okay, I will donate 50,000 pesos doon sa Charity Works mo. Just do this Altriman Extreme Triathlon. Okay, so nung ni-review ko yung Altriman Extreme Triathlon, that will be a uh, five days after ng um, Ironman Frankfurt. Wow. So, sabi ko, okay, kaya ko ba yun? I think kaya naman. So nung tinignan ko naman yung course ng uh, Altriman, una, Walang bike, walang bike mechanic. Pangalawa, wow. ang altitude niya is 2,000 plus meters ang altitude. Tapos, mm-hmm. cold season, tinignan ko yung uh, swim uh, swim course na, naman nun is 5 o'clock, so madilim. Wow. Sa bike course, um, sobrang, sobrang taas ng altitude at madaming mountain. Para siyang Tour de France ang kanyang style. So, so, ibig sabihin, curvy rin, parang snake road, parang ganyan? Okay. Babay, Cobblestone? Pupunta tayo dyan. Yung last naman is, yung sa run course is hilly at the same time, maraming uh, bato. 
okay, so sabi ko, hindi pa ako masyado nakapag-race ng mga ganong extreme. Pero mm-hmm. I'm looking forward talaga na i-consi- na 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 mag na mag-join ako sa mga extreme triathlon. Normally bro, oh, yeah. ang mga extreme triathlon kasi full Ironman distance lang siya pero sobrang extreme. Like for example, mm-hmm. mag magsuswimming ka sa lake or kaya sobrang cold o kaya sa bike course talagang abatuhan, uh, sa run course ganun din. So nung nag-ultraman ako, so sabi from so after nung sabi nung coach ko Oreo, hindi mo pwedeng mahit yung goal mo para dun sa Frankfurt. Gagawin mo sobrang relax, training, and then ang ipeprepare mo is yung big race mo, which is the Alpreman. Okay, so imaginein mo, alam mo yung feeling na you really have to be patient pagdating mo doon sa mismong race. Alam mo, kaya mo pang ibigay yung the best mo, pero hindi pwede kasi nga meron kang susunod na race. I know. So sabi ko, uh, ang goal ko pa naman is less than 12 hours kasi yung nag, ang last ko kasing full Ironman was 12 hours, 29 minutes. So sabi, sabi ko, kaya ko naman, kaya ko naman, ko naman, naman. Ang ninyari, so naging 14 hours plus yung time ko doon sa Frankfurt. Pero okay lang kasi malakas ka naman. The next day, nagbiyahe ka na papuntang, uh, papuntang France. So nag-drive, ako pa nag-drive papunta doon. So, nandun na kami, wow. bro, it was crazy. Kasi, few weeks before ako pumunta ng Frankfurt, sabi sa akin ng organizer, meron daw rentahan ng bicycle doon. Kasi, ang dala ko ng e-bike. Mm-hmm. So, pagdating ko doon, I found out na wala palang road bike. Electric bike ang gamit nila. <laughs> Dapat, in- kinuha mo na lang <laughs> electric bike. <laughs> Para walang effort masyado. Eh, no? So, in short, electric bike. So, wala akong choice kundi gamitin yung TT bike ko. And then, nung nandudun na ako sa Lisangle, France, first day ko palang hinimatay ako, bro. Nag-blackout ako. Kasi, first day? First day. Three days na lang magra-race na. First day, nag-blackout ako. Kasi, mataas yung altitude ng tinitirahan ko. 1,500 meters. So, sabi ko, ba't parang nabibingi ako? Tapos, maya-maya, ayun, hinimatay ako. Sabi ko, oh my God. Sa tingin ko, how much more kung 2,000 plus pa ang altitude, baka himatayin ako. Ganon. I know, dapat siguro mag-aklimatize ka muna sa ganong high altitude. Yun nga, na, eh. yun nga ang yeah, yeah. mali ko nung time na yun. Eh. Tapos, But then again, yeah. nung nangyari nun, nung the, day, uh, the day before na ng race, matanda ako ng race briefing, sabi ko, sa, nung after nila mag-discuss about doon sa ano, sa my bike course, kinabahan talaga ako, bro. As in, sobrang kinabahan ako. Ang reason kasi, pagkaka-discuss niya, ang daming batuhan, hindi safe yung ibang area, yung cliff, sobrang tarek, walang harang, bangin ang kinab- makikita mo, ganun-ganun. But, but parang pananakot na oh. yung brace briefing oh, na. Right? Parang horror tapos, race briefing. Tapos, nalibang pa dun, tapos walang bike mechanic, you will, you will bring your own, ganun-ganun. So sabi ko, okay. Sabi ko sa sarili ko, if hindi ko siya matatap, baka hindi ko siya matapos, mas magiging priority ko ang health ko. So, eto na. Definitely. Nung gabi na, nag-post na ako sa social media, those people who are supporting me, if I will not finish, just, just pray for my safe race na lang, ganun, ganun, ganun. So, yung race na, actually, bro, sobrang lamig. Ang ganda nung swim, swim course. Sa, kasi, sinusundan namin sa kabilang pang-pang, e-ilaw lang ng ambulansya. 
Tapos dalawang ikot. In short, okay, just Sorry, Oreo, just to cut you there, no? So, pa- pa- paano ka magsasighting kung ilaw lang yes. <laughs> ambulansya? Yun, tapos yun ang challenge. <laughs> yun ang challenge kasi yung papunta doon, that was 1,000 plus meters, pabalik pa. And then, mm-hmm. ang susundan mo lang talaga is yung ilaw ng ambulansya. Sobrang dilim ng water. Tapos, oh my God, pangalawa, yun, no? yung uh, sa bike course na, yung first... Yung initial, initial, um, initial nila sa t- tracker, I was in the top 20 out of 205 or 206 during sa bike course. Wow. So, gusto ko yung, gusto ko yung bike course, pero may isang doubt ako doon kasi natatakot ako. Natatakot ako in a sense na mm-hmm. maraming mga naputukan ng gulong. Eh, ako nakatiti bike. Pangalawa, lahat, actually, ako lang bukod tangin nakatiti bike, lahat sila road bike. Tapos, unique sobrang unique bro. At the same time, sobrang kabako kasi, imagine mo, batuhan yung taas, tapos biglang downhill. Baba. Ang downhill around oh. 10 to 20 kilometers. Friend mo talaga yung brake pad mo, yung brake mo. Alam mo yung ganun? So nakakatakot yes. pag tumutok siya, baka lumipad ka. Nung tinig- titignan mo yung sa kabila, bangin na kaagad, ang lilit na ng mga tao. Sabi ko, ah, kinakabahan ako pagdating sa ganito. Eh yung last, mm-hmm. yung last two mountains na tatawirin pa, yun yung pinaka-hard talaga. Sobrang hard. So, nung nasa around 130 plus kilometers na ako, sabi ko, I think, ipapriority ko na lang yung safety ko. Nag-stop ako, tumawag ako. And then I found out na more than 99, uh, I think more than 70 plus na pala ang nag-DNF na nung panahon na yun. Nung, wow, uh, so marami na nag-quit. Marami na? na nag-quit, sobrang dami na nag-quit. Eh hindi ko alam na ganun pala ang percentage ng, ano, ng DNF ng Altriman. And then, bro, sabi wow. ko sa'yo, I found out when I did some social media, some, some research na ang Altriman Extreme Triathlon pala is one of the toughest triathlon in the world. Kasi uh, more than 50% pala ang DNF ano nila percentage DNF rate. Oo, oo. Yeah. kaya sabi ko, okay, so okay, so I think so I think to so, I think race again maybe in the next two years paghahandaan ko to, I will come back. Kasi yun yung first na DNF na race ko eh. Pero regardless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. regardless kasi kung father ka na like like Catholic ka, father ka na rin ano, talagang ang iniisip mo lagi talaga yung family mo eh. Ang iniisip ko during the bike course, honestly ah, honestly talaga, what's my family? Talagang yung anak ko, gusto ko makitang lumaki, ganyan-ganyan. And then, regardless naman kung matapos ko man siya o hindi, meron din naman ako makukuha ang 50,000 pesos na may donate para doon sa tribal communities ko. So in short, natapos ko siya, and then hindi ko na inisip yung mga yung mga media partners na magko-cover ng story ko or anything i don't care about it nung mga panahon na yun kasi mas inisip ko yung safety ko at nung family ko at the same time may makukuha pa rin ako ng ano um, money at the same time nagulat ako na meron din pa lang nag-cover yeah. pa rin ng story ko yung good uh, good morning philippines so natutuwa ako bro yeah. kasi imaginein mo yun, when i got the 50,000 we are able to get yung projectors at mga medical supply na na-donate natin doon sa tribal communities. Yun yung pinaka-highlight ng Ultraman ko. And then, in the next coming years, maybe in 2021 or 2022, um, 
mag-focus naman ako sa extreme triathlon. Kasi sobrang dami naman ng extreme triathlon. Like, dyan sa Canada, mayroong Canada man. Yep, marami Canada pa. Man, isa yeah. din sa mga bagay, isa din sa race na kinoconsider ko yon And then, I want to involve myself with extreme triathlon. Yum. Wow, man. So, kung, baka isa ka sa mga kauna-unahang Pilipino. I believe, meron tayong dalawang Pinoy na uh, gumawa nung Norseman. Oh, eh. bro. Um, meron, oh, parang nakita ko rin siya. Herbalife, mag-asaba tayo eh. From Team Herbalife. But anyways, so going back no, sa napakaganda nung, nung story no, kung paano ka na-involved nung Ultraman at saka yung mga challenges mo during that day. Uh, but what really stand out sa, sa, sa kwento mo about it is that, again, it's about yung bibigay ka na ano ba yung nasa isip mo um, you're questioning yourself kung tutuloy mo pa ba o hindi pero ako I, I, I second that na yung family mo parati yung nasa isip mo kasi ako tol believe me kahit ako sa swim pa lang ito hindi sa bike ha? sa swim pa lang yung struggle ko sa swimming wala akong walang ibang nasa harap kasi minsan madilim yung lake di ba wala kang makita talaga sa ilalim eh gusto ko pagtingin ko na imagine ko nakikita ko na lang yung mukha ng anak ko nung asawa ko nung family ko kasi that motivates me more to to you know maintain my form uh, makita ko sila sa finish line and stuff like that kasi minsan ganun That's talaga yung challenge yung, yung mga courses no? yeah um and just to share to you as well uh kahit pa paano, marami-rami na rin akong na-cross na, na finish line. Pero may isa akong race na hindi makakalimutan. That was, it's a, it's a sprint race lang. Uh, a local Subaru Series triathlon dito sa, uh, sa may Toronto banda. And then, kaya siya memorable sa akin. Kasi parang 100 or 200 meters before the finish line, sinabayan ako ng anak ko tumakbuhan <laughs> sa finish line. Kaming dalawa ni Macho. Yeah, we crossed the finish line together, no? So, yun yung memorable sa akin. Para sa akin, yun yung pinakamasarap na cross ng finish line ko. Uh, anyways, going back, um, so, nasabi mo rin kanina, no? Um, uh, <laughs> na-decided mo talaga uh, mag-altriman because of the money. <laughs> Pero, I, that really resonate to me, no? Kasi, tol, yung pera na nakuha mo doon, the money that you get from your sponsor, is not for you. It's for the charity that you support in back in the Philippines, which is really amazing. Kaya ka, again, i-announce mo na ba, Oreo, that you're qualified for this <coughs> year's... Yeah, Kona, actually, uh, ngayong November 2020, mag, uh, mag-release tayo for the Ultraman World Championship. Ayun. So, hintayin na lang natin wow. mga details soon. And then how they will be able to help as well my charity works while we are doing the the Ultraman World Championship. So, kasi ang plano ko is I will be raising some stuff and funds para doon sa Tribal Sports Festival na gaganapin ngayong December. So, ayun. So, like for example, gagawin ko yung... Um, I, uh, Ironman 70.3 Dabao, and then that race will help me to raise 70 na camping tent at Portalet na gagamitin para sa Tribal Youth Festival at Tribal, Tribal Youth Camp ngayong darating na April at May. And then yung Ultraman World Championship naman will be able to help me raise 
para doon sa ano sa gaganapin na tribal sports festival so it's about charity works because of our advocacy race with a purpose campaign yep the purpose Yes, thank you so much for that. Napakaganda, napaka napakalalim, no? Ang, hindi ko nga ma-imagine na meron palang, you know, you could raise fund para sa isang charity by doing yes. what you love too, no? By doing your raises. But anyways, so tamang-tama kasi it's, again, another good transition kasi yung bullet ko rin dito, yung last bullet ko dito actually is to really dig deep and talk about yung charity that you support back home in the Philippines, no? Uh, I know you've been supporting them since... 2005, yep. if I'm not mistaken. But how did you get involved with Katribo Charity, especially in Palawan? And you're not even from Palawan yes. province, right? Kasi ganito yun. Um, nung 2005, I was invited by my friend nung college na tignan ko ni Tribal Community. Nung na-involve ako doon, when I visited them long time ago, then na-inlove ako sa kanila, pupunta ka sa mountain, and then bubuhatin mo yung mga bata, dadalim sila sa school. So you're doing community service. And then, sabi ko, kapag dumating yung time na magkakaroon ako ng pera or magkaroon opportunity na magkakaroon ako something to help them, so I will do that. So, noong 2010, nagkapag-abroad ako. And then, 2011, bumalik ulit ako doon. So, every year, bumabalik na ako doon. And, ayun. So, what we are doing, nung before ko pa i-involve yung triathlon sa Charity Works, so, kadalas ang ginagawa ko is I'm saving money every month tapos pumupunta ako sa Palawan to spend all those money bumili ng medical supply, food, tapos may mga iniipon na ako mga boxes of mga pre-loved items and then binibigay ko dun sa community. During that time, I was I was supporting four communities. Tapos noong nag-start na ako ng Race with a Purpose Advocacy noong 2018 officially. So, lahat I never thought na we will be able to help more than uh, 10 communities na. So, ang ginagawa ng mga triathlon community, every time na magpe-finish ako ng race, so they are supporting and they are actually donating mga pre-loved items and then mga, uh, mga gamit sa swim, bike, or run, tapos iba pang mga stuff. Dinodonate nila sa akin yun. Then, before ako pumunta ng Palawan, pinapadala ko na kaagad yung mga boxes na yun. And then, ako naman, personally, tsaka yung asawa ko, we are saving like 20% of our salary. Yun yung ginagamit namin na food at pambili ng mga medical supply doon sa Philippines. Like for example, partner ko ang Generics Pharmacy ng Puerto Princesa. So we will be spending like more than uh, 20 to 50,000 pesos worth of medicine. Aside from that, bibili pa kami ng mga medical supplies. Then dadali namin doon. And then, may mga programs ako na ginagawa. Wow. Like, for example, pupunta kami sa isang community. We will, do, we will be there like three days. We will feed them. We will treat their mga sakit or mga sugat. We will teach them basic life support. We will teach them mga educational stuff. Tapos, pamimigay namin yung mga, tawag dito, yung mga pre-loved items. And then, papakainin namin yung mga volunteer. We will do many programs para sa kanila. Not only that, we will also go, go to the other communities. So, pumupunta ako ng Philippines twice or three times in a year or minsan more than that. Kahit mag-isa lang ako, pupunta ako doon and then we will do the same. So, ngayon is 
we wanted to do more para sa kanila. Ganun. Yeah. So, yeah, nap- napaka napakadami mo palang activity, no? Hindi lang nag-start lang siya sa four communities and now imagine mo meron ng sampung communities na sinusuportahan ikaw doon sa Philippines. And it's it's not just a an advocacy na pino-promote mo, but you're also putting uh, money from your own pocket from you and your wife's uh, you know, own budget para talaga makapag-support sa uh, tri- tribal kasi communities bro, natin. No? Dagdag ko lang din, ano, kasi yeah. to tell you honestly, hindi ko kasi ugali yung maghingi eh. Kasi kung kaya ko naman, I will do that. If, I know, they, will, I know. if they will help voluntarily, it's fine. Pero hindi ko kasi ugali yung, uy, paying, baka ganyan, for them. No, I can't do that. Because kahit, sa amin naman, kahit papano, sapat na. No? At the same time naman, bro, is, then I've, then, ngayon kasi, ang focus ko sa Katribo Charities Incorporated ay hindi lang Palawan. Like, for example, ngayong paparating na March, dadalo naman ako sa mga tribal communities naman sa Davao. Because I have some friends working in the Tribal tribal Philippines Foundation Incorporated. So, I will visit them and then expose naman nila ako doon sa mga tribal communities doon. And then we will do some partnership with them. So I actually even contacted some friends wow. from other provinces para sa ibang para sa mga tribal communities nila kasi hindi lang naman ito ang ginagawa ko naman kasi race with a purpose advocacy ay hindi lamang naka-focus lang sa Palawan but also we wanted to support other tribal communities all over the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. No? So that's why Kuya Aristotle Cortado is actually very excited to meet you uh, um, in Davao during the uh, Ironman 70.3. So you guys could discuss um, whatever that he could assist you with uh, if you need support. I, I believe he can uh, oh, provide thank you assistance. For that, but anyways, yeah. But anyways, uh, Oreo, no? so I wanted to, you know, this this podcast no pwede natin siyang ga- actually gamitin isang platform to deliver this good message sa mga audience natin no if they're uh, willing to support uh, wholeheartedly sa mga katribo natin sa Palawan not again nasabi mo nga not not only limited in Palawan but uh, uh-huh. you're now expanding to Davao and other other communities no um how can they uh, support and 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 uh, you know uh, yeah, basically support your advocacy. Papaano? How can they reach you? Ano, ano ba? San, san ka nilang kukontakin? Papaano? Ano yung details? Um, ang ilang details on how you can be a part of tribal communities or ng uh, Katriba Charities, pwede kang, actually most, mostly ang ginagawa ko sa Facebook is nagpo-post ako ng mga date na kung saan they can join me. Kasi libre, libre naman ng accommodation at, at ang food. So all they have to do is Bayar, uh, yung sarili nilang transportation going to Palawan. And then, pati sa mga inter-communities mm-hmm. na pupuntahan. And then, they can join mm-hmm. me or they can donate some pre-love items for these people. Ganun lang siya. Ganun lang kasimple. Mm-hmm. Tapos, hindi naman kailangan na ako pa mag-schedule or, or magbibigay na schedule pag gusto nilang pumunta, they can go there anytime. Kasi ongoing naman yung programs na ginagawa natin kahit wala ako doon eh. Dami mga volunteers at missionaries tayo nandoon sa tribal communities. And uh, just visit 
romeopunsha.com and then they will see some doon sa event makita nila kung kailan yung mga schedule ng mga ng mga programs natin and then pwede rin nilang bisitahin yung www.kakebocharities.com para sa ibang details about the travels community support and then eto lang Robi ang gusto ko lang din iwanan sa lahat ano um they can actually help to inspire many people on their own. Alam mo, kasi meron ako mga mm-hmm. ilang mga naging followers na, na gumagawa na rin sila ng mga sarili nilang mission or race with a purpose or race for a cause or something like that. Kasi alam mo ba, sabi ko nga, hindi naman nila kailangan ako suportahan. Ang kailangan nilang gawin, kasi yung iba sa nila, gusto rin mag-start ng ng ganitong klaseng campaign. So, I just I just gave them some advices, yes. okay? Sabi ko, kung ano man talent na meron ka, you can use that to influence other people. Hindi mo naman kailangan mag-triathlon talaga. Hindi mo naman kailangan maging ganito, ganyan. On your own, you can influence and help others. Kahit sabihin mo na ikaw ay um, magaling na teacher, you can actually go there and teach other people. You can actually involve yourself with other community or even sa barangay ninyo to help them. And then, halimbawa, kung ikaw ay isang swimmer, pwede kang magawa rin ng swim for a cause. Teach the kids how to swim. Mm-hmm. And then, magkaroon ka lang, ma-recognize ka man o hindi, pagtsagaan mo siya, just do, what, just do whatever you love. And then, it will be an inspiration to many people. Hindi lang, di mo naman kailangan ng maraming tao, even one, na matatransform mo yung life. Sabi ko, malaking impact na yan hindi mo naman kailangan pang magkaroon pa ng maraming mga awards for for you to be for you to prove to other people that you are a, that you are doing a big difference sa community no hindi naman kailangan talaga ng ganun just do whatever you love and help others ganun mm-hmm. I, I i totally agree uh, Oreo, no? and and to piggyback on that message actually kaya i was really inspired to start my podcast Um, alam ko last year pa kita na message about this pero ngayon ko lang talaga nasimulan um, is that gusto ko talagang ma-inspire din yung mga kapwa kababayan natin hindi lang limited sa mga kapwa Pinoy natin but other other you know uh, people as well na you know down and gusto yeah. ma-inspire no? kasi tulad mo yung, yung story mo tol um, it's it's so amazing no you're so blessed you're You're, you're even, you know, mas marami kang blessings na natatanggap kasi you you give that blessings to other, You share that oh. blessings to other, right? Imaginein mo, I can't even imagine a regular triathlete pero talaga mas mabilis ka sa akin kasi mas matagal yung auto max mo. <laughs> uh, and you finish your full Ironman ng 12 hours and 49 minutes. Ang point ko doon is that... Um, regular athlete, amateur athlete, pero look at your sponsors, man. It's like ah it's like I don't know no words that talaga at they really support you along the way you know uh kanila to do art altriman pet ikaw talaga binabalik mo lang din sa community na sinusuportahan mo which is really amazing Oreo no? so dapat um yung mga audience din natin again guys um there are three ways na po pwedeng yung suportahan si Oreo uh, sa kanyang campaign number one is that you have to uh, just join a campaign doon sa tribal community na sinusuportahan niya sa Palawan um 
Second is that uh, you can donate an item kapag gusto nyo naman uh, makapag-donate kayo kung wala kang available time. And lastly, visit romeopuncia.com. That's R-O-M-E-O-P-U-N-C-I-A.com. That's his personal website so that you will see all the details, the, the dates, and uh, other events and activities for this tribal community. So thank you so much, Oreo, again for the time that you've given me um, today for our episode 2. Hopefully, dumami pa yung mga listeners natin. So guys, feel free to share share this to your friends, to your loved ones, and to anybody na gusto ma- marinig yung kwento ni Oreo. And at the same time, Oreo, I'll give you the time right now to uh, say thank you kung sino man ang gusto mong pasalamatan. Sponsors, friends, whoever. Hello? Okay, wait. Tay lang, Hello? kasi titignan ko yung ano eh. Um, baka mam- Ah, wait lang ah. Sandali lang. Asa na ba siya? Sa yung picture ko. Here. Uh, I know, Oreo. Sa dami nila, hindi mo mamememorize. First of all, first of all, I just want to say thank you sa Santic Cycling, sa Wolfie's Bike Shop, sa Vitargo, sa Yuswi, sa Danat Al-Ain Resort, sa Zone 3, sa Absolute Black, at sa Garmin. I also wanted to thank Glyza Ramirez kasi siya lagi nag-arrange ng aking mga flight sa mga race. And then... Ito ba yung artista? Si uh, Ati Glyza <laughs> Ramirez ba ito? Yung artista? Kaya schoolmate ko. Kaya schoolmate ko ito. Si Mr. Siya, eh. Andy at si Mr. Okay. Si Dale for always helping me sa aking mga accommodation, transportation, and then sa mga registration. I also wanted to thank all my friends and followers sa, sa Instagram. So, please don't forget to follow me at Oreo Puncia, O-R-E-O-P-U-N-C-I-A. And then sa Facebook ko, Romeo Tumayaw Puncia. And then let's keep in touch para sa mga susunod pa mga programs, activities, at mga inspirational things na gagawin pa natin. And then don't forget, also you can also connect me, doon, you can also connect doon sa aking mga sponsors and uh, we will be giving you as well mga discounts 20% to 40% discounts sa mga items nila. Ayun. Bro <laughs> and thank you. Uh, thank you Rocky as well. Thank you talaga for this opportunity and naniniwala ako na marami malaki malawak pa ang pag ang uh, magiging influence nitong podcast na to because your heart is also to help others and be inspired sa mga ganitong klasing gawain or activities. Ayun lang bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for attending our first episode and second episode with Oreo Puncha Racing with a Purpose. So again guys, this is Robbie Ramos, your host for Robbie's Project. Please don't forget to follow me on Spotify and on my Instagram, Season Triathlete. And see you in our next episodes.